Hello and welcome to The Spread. I'm your host, Kaz. And I am Nini. How are you doing, babe? I'm good. So today's topic, slut shaming. Oh, yeah. Sex toy. Butt stuff. Back to ethical porn. So, oh, oh your period gosh. is coming in two days. Oh, uh, my libido is higher than anybody I've ever slept with. And oh, I've slept yeah. with a lot of people. I can have sex with myself and have orgasms, right? Yeah. I just want to fuck. Yeah. And also, what is the home? Hi, I'm Kaz, and I am a podcaster and a sex educator living here in Kenya. För några år sedan träffade jag poddaren Cass, eller Karen Lucas som hon egentligen heter, i Nairobi. Cass är kvinnan bakom podden The Spread, som på bara några år vuxit till att bli en av Afrikas populäraste sexpoddar med miljontals lyssnare. En podd som uppstod ur ett behov av att våga prata mer öppet och lustbejakande om sex, något som Cass saknade. Allsidig och modern sexualupplysning står knappast på schemat i skolan, berättade Cass när vi sågs. I, I really wish I had started doing the spread a lot earlier than I did. Because sex education has always been something that I'm interested in. It's something that I didn't learn. So a lot of people in Kenya don't learn especially positive sex education. Överhuvudtaget är det tabu att prata om sex i Kenya, säger Cass. Så hennes podd fyller ett tomrum, vilket kanske är en av förklaringarna till dess popularitet. Tillsammans med inbjudna gäster avhandlas allt ifrån onani, orgasm, porr, slattshaming, sexleksaker och mycket mer. A lot of the sex education that is taught in Kenya is taught from a space of uh, like disease and uh, prevention of pregnancy and um, from a very Christian and colonized background and just like a negative way so it, it It instills fear in people. And sex is such a beautiful thing. Sex is wonderful. Why can't we tell people that sex is wonderful and if you have it in a safe and consensual way that you can enjoy it and you can enjoy absolutely every single aspect of your sexuality without shame? You know, we should be able to tell people that. So this is why I got into sex education because I always felt like people were shaming me for enjoying sex, like she's a slut. And so... After, you know, debate, after having these, like, I don't understand it, it's such a good feeling, but why do I feel so bad? <laughs> and after, like, years and years of carrying so much, what I learned later on was Christian guilt, I learned, I started following people who were into things that I was similar to me with my sexuality and learning that there were so many people in different parts of the world that were into all of these really exciting, sexual, kinky, wonderful, pleasurable, safe, you know? People who are not shaming themselves about periods, you know? Simple things like that. People who are not body shaming, fat shaming, um, trans shaming, homo shaming, you know? And then I, I just figured... This is the message that I want. I feel like this is my calling. This is the message that I want to teach people. I think people should learn to enjoy and love themselves the way they are and not want to change. Um, you know, men are not taught how to treat or please women. Women are not taught how to please themselves. And then women are not taught how to have conversations with their partners in order to tell them how to please them. So men are only... The only way that people learn about sex education is one through porn. Um, and so, you know, and porn is very violent. Sen jag träffade Cass 2019 har det gått några år 
Och framförallt har en pandemi brutit ut och påverkat hela världen. I Kenya har nedstängningen av samhället lett till arbetslöshet och stor fattigdom. Närmare två miljoner människor förlorade sina jobb under de första fyra månaderna av pandemin. Vissa rapporter talar om att så många som 60 procent av alla familjer inte längre har råd med tre mål mat om dagen. De flesta är mer oroliga för sin ekonomi än för att bli smittade av covid. Samtidigt har världens orättvisa fördelning av vaccin drabbat de fattiga länderna mest. Kenya är ett av dem. Här är ett klipp från en intervju i somras med Kenias president Uhuru Kenyatta som pratar om problemet med vaccinnationalismen. This is a battle we actually have with the entire developing world where we know there are some countries that have vaccinated well over 40-50% of their adult population are now vaccinating even teenagers and on top of that have surpluses 40-50 million doses but are still not ready to share that with the rest of the world. That is, 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 is the height, like I said, of uh, an, a nationalism that really has to be dealt with and this is something we are fighting and we're going to fight day and night until we ensure that there is equity in the provision of these. Förutom bristen på vaccin så saknas även syregas på sjukhusen. The hospital director is worried. They need five times more oxygen and far more high-flow oxygen machines than they have. And we in Africa need those high-flow devices. They are very expensive. So we can't afford them. We lose lives that could be saved because these devices are not available. So how are, how you? are you? Well, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> När jag ringer upp Cass och frågar hur pandemin påverkat situationen för människorna i Kenya så är nedstängningen av samhället det första hon nämner. We had a lockdown in the beginning and then um, it was opened after a few months. And, um, but then we have a curfew. That's currently what we're living under. So everybody needs to be home by 10 p.m. Are you following that curfew? Of course not. No? <laughs> no. I mean, actually, it's it's very sad because um, some people are getting killed for it. So the cops are using it as an excuse to kill civilians. There's been a lot of um, extrajudicial killings in in the country. Even just as recent as yesterday, two boys were killed yesterday. A 19-year-old boy and some some somebody and his friend were killed because they got home after curfew, like the cops sh- killed them, shot and killed them. Dozens of angry protesters clashed with the police in the Kenyan capital, Nairobi, on Wednesday as they demanded an end to lockdowns and curfews put in place to combat the spread of the coronavirus. Extrajudicial killings or disappearances by the police happen regularly. It has become worse because of COVID-19, and one boy says. Police responded to the demonstrations by shooting live bullets into the air and throwing tear gas. People here say that the COVID measures are killing them because they are not able to put food on the table. They're not able to go to the hospital. Uh, Also, rape and crime has gone up, they say. The police is very intolerant towards this protest because of the COVID restrictions. På nyhetsklippen ser man hur demonstranter i Nairobi skjuts ner med tårgas och vattenkanoner. 
och hur polisen slår hårt och urskiljningslöst mot den flyende folkmassan. Polisbrutalitet som bara ökat motsättningarna mellan befolkningen och polisen och staten. Och som även fått kenianska artister som Kiki Queen Stars att skriva låtar om tårgasen. Och precis som i resten av världen kan man tydligt se hur kvinnor och barn utsätts för ännu mer våld på grund av arbetslösheten och den påtvingade isolerade karantänen, berättar Cass. Femicide went up, um, a lot of uh, domestic violence, it was really really bad in the beginning, I think it still is, um, but a lot of people have gone back to work now. So um, I think there's less cases of abuse or domestic violence happening in homes. And I think that the absence of work was what was causing um, people to drink a lot, people to be more violent, because obviously when you're, when you're under the influence, you, you, you have no control over your, your moods or your anger or your temper or whatever. Not that it's any excuse whatsoever, but that's, that's what's been happening. A lot of um, gender-based violence. Förutom att vara en viktig röst på den sexualpolitiska och sexualupplysande arenan så är Cass även engagerad i hbtq-rörelsen i Kenya. Rätten att få älska vem du vill och hur du vill går såklart hand i hand med hennes övriga arbete. När vi besökte Nairobi 2019 så hade hbtq-rörelsen just fått det nedslående beskedet att domstolen inte skulle ändra den gamla förlegade lagen från kolonialtiden som kriminaliserar homosexuella handlingar. Currently the um, the defendants for um, for the LGBT community which is an organization called the Um, National Gay and Lesbian Human Rights Commission of Kenya um, uh, have appealed at that time. Um, that was what 2019, right? Yeah. Yeah. They appealed, um, and so currently the courts are just like putting, sort of like putting everything on hold because they weren't able to do courts in person during COVID. They were doing online court. And so a lot of the cases that they thought were not necessarily important or priority were kind of stacked to the back. And that's what happened with, with our case. It's just waiting. We're just waiting to be given a date to go to court to appeal. Paragraf 162 och 165 gick emot landets konstitution som garanterar alla medborgare frihet och rätt till ett privatliv, menade National Gay and Lesbian Rights Commission organisationen som låg bakom försöket att få lagen upphävd. Men sen kom pandemin och domstolen såg en möjlighet att förhala det överklagade beslutet. And and even for them to say um, that they're prioritizing other cases just showing that they're not prioritizing the lives of certain Kenyan human beings over others. Um, and so, yeah, I think Kenya also just doesn't want, Kenya's not really at, in the space where they want to talk about LGBTQ rights. Um, they don't want to be known as one of those uh, countries like Angola. Angola is progressive right now. Um, but then they just don't, we don't, 
Kenyans don't want to be on the map for allowing these Western influences to come into our country. Mm. And I think it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's really just like, um, what do they say? Something the inevitable, like extending the inevitable. There's a, there's a phrase they use. It's like, it's eventually going to happen. So yeah. there's no point in holding off on it for so long. But yeah, they don't care about us. Den arbetslöshet, psykiska ohälsa och isolering som drabbat alla i samhället på grund av pandemin har sedan dess drabbat hbtq-gruppen ännu hårdare. Men för Cass egen del tycks pandemin inte påverkat hennes podd på ett dåligt sätt. Tvärtom går den bättre än någonsin. Yes, absolutely. The spread has grown to be really big. Um, I think we're almost at a million now. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, we're going to continue growing this year and continue talking about things that are really important. One of my... Um, One of my themes for this year and stuff that I want to talk about more and content that I want to create more is um, just really basic conversations around consent, because I feel like that is a very basic thing that is lacking in our community, having really extensive conversations about consent. And um, so that is one of the my pursuits for this year is to have more engagement and more conversations with parents, with teens. Uh, with preteens, with small kids, like everybody across the board, just so that um, even like with parents, when they're raising the little children to learn how to teach um, their children to have um, autonomy of their body. Like believe your child when they say they don't want to be tickled anymore. Mm. You know, it's not an excuse for you to keep tickling them. Mm. Yeah, just like really basic things. So that I want to have more conversations like that. Den här säsongen är planen att fokusera på samtycke, säger Cass, och berättar att hon får väldigt många frågor från lyssnarna om just det, men också om sexdebuten. A lot, a lot of the questions that I get come from virgins. A lot of people asking about the first time to have mm. sex and what it's like and how to go about it, or expressing some kind of distress because they had a partner who wanted to have sex with them and they didn't give consent and they're trying to figure out how to navigate that space. So I get a lot of questions from people who are having sex for the first time. I always say virginity is a social construct. It was created by the patriarchy to make to because it's it's not held in high regard with other genders as it is with women specifically and then it also doesn't leave room for people who don't identify in the gender binary you know there's people who are gender non-conforming there's people who are trans and so on um so virginity in itself is a social construct um and the best thing that you can do for yourself is um i always say i always tell people to create an a sort of like a, um, an energy or a space where they feel safe like trying to remember that moment when you felt the safest if you go into a space with somebody and you don't feel that kind of safety then you shouldn't be there and you trust your gut instinct and you walk out if you don't feel that kind of safety when you're sharing an intimate space with a partner then you don't need to be there and it's okay for you to say no and to walk away consent can be retracted at any time
Trots att situationen i Kenya just nu inte ser så ljus ut, vare sig det handlar om rättigheter för hbtq-personer eller fattigdom, arbetslöshet och bristen på vaccin och syrgas, så är Cass ändå optimistisk beträffande framtiden. I really think that um, as much as that we do have a lot of problems, over the last maybe five years there's been a lot of progress. And I think um, one of the things that I really um, admire about Kenyans specifically is their uh, ability to grow really fast, to grow and adapt really fast. You can throw a Kenyan upside down, but he will still get up, you know? And so um, that I kind of have that as my as my highlight. I just know that with another five years of doing this work, that that we we would have grown exponentially. And I can't wait for that to happen. So I, as much as we are lagging behind, I think when we when we are able to catch up, it'll be quick. The minute that it sinks into people's head, the minute that it's okay, when people start to understand that it's okay, people's sexuality doesn't change your religious belief or doesn't change the way the world works, um, then, then I think we'll, we'll have some leverage. Det sa alltså Cass, Karen Lucas, som ligger bakom en av Kenias populäraste sexpoddar, The Spread. Vill du också höra den så finns den överallt där poddar finns. Precis som den här podden, Body Rights, som du just har lyssnat på. Och som är en podd från RFSU av och med mig, Maria Sveland. Gå in på vår hemsida eller sök på Acast för att hitta alla tidigare avsnitt. Corino, who can't get out of